up, bitches! Yeah, we, I mean, no, we're not, I could probably, I bet I could run for Lakewood City Council and probably, despite my past, get pretty far. Absolutely. I guess it depends on what does your past consist of. What would prevent well, you from It doesn't matter. What would prevent me? I mean, I no. could probably list the things that wouldn't before the things that would. <laughs> Dude, politics is like 99% per, like ego, charisma, and who you know. Can you lie and can you take a lobby? I'm very good at lying. All right, I've been lying can, all can, morning. If I lied someone comes up to you and says, I'd like to give you money as a lobby... Would you be okay with that? Yeah, because quite frankly, I don't really know what a lobby is. No, not I don't that big when you walk in a building. It's the big front room. <laughs> that's where all the money <laughs> goes. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's where every, that that's, that's it. Like, that's all it. the money just goes. All these to guys the, that say they're lobbyists, they just work in lobbies. Yeah, so here I am, thirty. So they're the front desk guys. Yeah, yeah here I am, thirty-four. Yeah. Not intimidating at all. Those guys got a racket going. Right? Right? I thought it was way more important than when the guys that are just like, who are you here to see? Okay, that's it. Go ahead. When I think during their downtime, they just they just. Push funds around. When people say like, "What is lobbying?" I'm just imagining a bunch of senators and like representatives from different country or different businesses just like hanging out in the lobby, like, "Hi, I'd like to give you money. Vote this way." All and right. And I think lobbying is also like practicing lob passes. Like that's what I think it is. Pass. I like that too. Just, like that's what I, I wonder think. if that's where lobbying <laughs> you know, actually came from. That you like meet the senator in the lobby, and that's where you kind of get the deal yeah. done. Or it's like five yard checkdowns, just lobbying, lobbying. That could be it too. This is already off to a much better start than the first hour. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've already pretty, covered a lot. They're honestly we didn't record cool. it, but we talked about sweating <laughs> and how... We can talk about sweating. Honestly, again. the off Well, you talked about switching to a wife beater. I don't have that body anymore. No, do I look like I have that body? I mean, you'd I didn't want to say it. You'd but be surprised. You put that thing I on, feel and like all of a sudden you're like... Well, the thing about the wife beater, the oh, yeah, and we determined we can say that, too. Well, so yeah. I'm going to go with undershirt. I'm going to call it undershirt. Okay. I think with the undershirt, it could be like the modern day corset. So if you get a really tight enough one and a long one, you can tuck it in. Well, and it will kind of it, it does in. kind of shape your belly. Yeah. And then my my wife was like, but, and we, but and briefly, we, it doesn't yeah. do it after after ten minutes. It's all stretched. Oh yeah, it, after, it stretches after out soaked in water. Really through the shoulder aspect of it, my wife, my wife was like. You look good in that, and I was like, "Thank you." That's what happens? When like you it, it, it does something with your shoulders that you look uh, you look buffer than you are. But you got to ask her twice. So put it on, put it on, put it on. The initially when you put it on, she's gonna and be like, it, yeah. "That looks really good." Feels Wait good. an hour and a half. Go oh, outside. Come back in. Yeah. And after Unless it's all stretched special. out and disheveled, she's gonna be like, "You look ridiculous." I was gonna say that's generous. I would say give it like seven and a half minutes for yeah. me. Yeah, and then be like, "Hey." She'd be like, oh, go outside, go in the actually, garage, and just move like four things, and then walk back inside. Get some spaghetti. And she's sauce gonna on be it. like, I, "Did you do time? You look like you've done time. <laughs> you look terrible." It would actually be hundred percent accurate. See, for me, I think it would be the more authentic thing would be to instead of getting the undershirt, I would just wrap myself in paper towels. So that'd be so much easier to just swap it out. It's true. I mean, honestly, thing, we're, we're we're ignoring the fact that Bill just needs to put a whole new AC unit in this building. We're ignoring the fact that Bill has a really poor policy on wearing cutoffs in tank tops. True, you can't wear tank tops, or it's encouraged. Uh, it's discouraged. Have you you've worn a tank top before? Not haven't you? here. You've not not here. Is you've not won, here. You've worn cut off bedazzled jean shorts. 
They were they were still six inch inseam. Well, that's a that's a more of a business casual look though. Absolutely. I would say if anything, I mean, five years ago we weren't even allowed to wear shorts. A tank top is really or just hats. A, a tank top is just an undershirt with with a graphic design on also, it. Also, there's there are levels of tank tops. So there's 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 Jersey tank top. There's beach Fort Myers tank top. You're right. And then there's and just then like there's, old school Hanes. Yeah. And then there's just the, yeah. there's Hanes. Seventeen for a dollar ninety nine tank top. What are you talking about? That's a great deal. He's talking about like like Taylor Swift branded like legit tank tops. My Taylor Swift I'm talking, is not a I'm tank talking top. front row Travis Tritt tank top. Yeah, I don't know who Travis Tritt is, so I don't understand your stop problem. it. You know who Travis Tritt is? I know who Travis Scott is. You don't know who Travis Tritt is? No, who's I mean Tr- I don't even like country music. Wait, I know who Travis Tritt is. Thirty four. Thirty four. You're kind of in a sweet spot where you should or maybe shouldn't know. I also like I. I grew up in Maine. He was also in California. In Maine? Yeah. He was also so, in California. Okay, so you didn't even have internet. Too. So you're okay. Yeah, like, so what do you want me to do? Like, lighting we just got like 20 years ago. When did you move here from Maine? So I lived in Maine until I was 25. And then uh, a couple months after my 25th birthday, I moved out to Los Angeles. And I lived there for eight years. And so that was my first introduction. Jesus Christ. You went from Maine to Los Angeles? Is that like breaking Amish? Like, what was that? That's when he got all tatted up. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually got tatted. <laughs> All of a sudden, it was my, he's like, I'm going to need a whole leg tattoo. It's my equivalent of like, what is it? When I forgot what it's called. When the Mormons go on their, um, they're like, I don't know what it's called. That's what it is. The, where they're and like, for me, I was like, they're Whoa. Amish for 18 years, and they're like, all right, man, now go Whoa. live on Hollywood yeah, Boulevard the Amish for six the Mormon, months. My apologies. The Amish, yeah, they have to decide if like they want to continue being Amish or if they want to do. Like just well, I think it's really a, cool. They're like, hey, like we're going to send you out into the world and kind of make your own. No, a lot of people, a lot of them, I think. Well, yeah. I guess it's 18 years versus six months where you're like, this is too much. Well, no, That's so what is it? After 18 years, they send you, you're able to leave and go out for a year. You, is it a year? That's I think a it's long a year. I like say that. this to someone who's not Amish, who's actually never really has any experience. But, but I mean, from, you're Amish adjacent. You're from Maine. Yeah. I'm Canadian true. adjacent. I'm Canadian Amish. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you were in Minnesota, I would say you're yeah. Canadian. No, adjacent. I'm only five. I'm like we've been we've driven to Montreal a couple times. It's like a yeah, five but hour no, drive. but no one's ever left Maine. You're the first person, so we don't know. It's so it's really weird, like going to Los Angeles, and I'm just like, "Where are all the moose? Excuse me, can I get some lobster? Uh, there's no mosquitoes. It's great. There's no lakes either. <laughs> there are no lakes, but there are the Clippers, which is weird. Clippers on a lake. Well, the the Lakers used to be in Minneapolis, where it made sense. True. Do you know that? I do now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, wait, you're telling the... me that you're telling me that Utah is not known for its vibrant jazz scene? <laughs> no, it's not. I... <laughs> Where did I, they start? <laughs> my, New Orleans, I'm, I'm, I would assume. I'm going to shoot for New Orleans on that one. Or <laughs> anywhere like, but Utah. Or maybe like Memphis. <laughs> yeah, you know? just anywhere but anywhere, Utah would fit that description. Anywhere but They should Utah. be the Utah shut-ins. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> well, now that we've tackled enough, let's go ahead and want you guys to introduce yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, you want I'll go first. Uh, I'm Tony Baco. Uh, I've been at Rosie's for going on six years now. I primarily handle the, uh, the wine buying. And the uh, quality control when it comes to the beer, because I like to drink beer too. Um, I didn't think quality control was a thing here at no, all. No, it I'm absolutely <laughs> is. I mean, I mean, I think that's a that's code. It's really important. That's code for me just drinking on the job. That makes more sense. There it is. Listen, I just did the tip certification. At no point did it say you're not supposed to drink on the job. Well, good. You ID people. If they're drunk, you give them food or you kick them out. But at no point did it say you can't drink on the job. Well, then I think we're good to go. Especially when we work in this industry. Like, you have to be able to. You don't want to sell people doo-doo. Well, I need to know what I'm recommending. I need to know what yeah, I'm You can't just like serving. have your wine reps come in and like, do you want to try this wine? No, I trust you. Yeah, can't do that. Can't trust them. That is weird. Yeah, I, no, I would. Exp- 
Well, and I, that's why I've come here so much. Because when I do, if I say, hey, looking for a new Kolsch, you guys know, you do have to know that. Well, Not have to, but I, no, I feel better about well, knowing those it's things. What, I, I believe that it's what uh, differen- differentiates. What's, what, what's Kolsch? Uh, God damn it. Seamus. I do <laughs> believe, though, you're exactly right, Joe. I, I feel like that is what differentiates us from a lot of other places. And that all of us here are beer drinkers. And we love beer. And when beer comes in on our Wednesdays and Thursdays, there's a good chance when you kind of, between all of us, by by the weekend, we've tried just about everything that's well, I mean, come in, and we, and we could give you an opinions on it, and we're going to shoot you straight on it. But also, too. like it, it's it, it shows not only in in. Why don't you introduce us. yourself? Seamus? Oh yeah, by the way, my name is uh, Seamus. I've been working here for, I think my year anniversary is coming up close. Um, I moved here from Los Angeles with my girlfriend just over a year ago. Uh, I work here part time, and I go to school uh, in Cleveland uh, for mechanical engineering. Okay. Um, but I, going back to what you were saying, I think the big thing that really kind of separates us is not only are we trying it, but we have a lot of regulars and faithfuls who will come in and they will grab beer off the shelf or they'll bring us beer, uh, beer and wine. And they'll be like, hey, I got this or, hey, do you guys want to try this? Um, so it's not like we're all just, you know, let's chug this 16 ounce beer. You know, you get four or five people who will crack open a, a 16 ounce beer and everyone kind of forms their opinion. But it's kind of it really expands what you're able to drink um but it also really helps you kind of inform. before like here i had really limited knowledge in terms of like beer and wine and in the year i've been here uh listening to tony who has like the dude is an insight curator of wine knowledge and then kevin oh by the way my official position here is beer drinker and wine drinker um congrats it's a good job <laughs> it's a great job i think it's paid um, for it's really interesting to listen and talk to people who have so much experience in it um, and really kind of get a sense of how things are. I, I love that we have this incredible, like, uh, this wine section divided by different nations. So you can come in if you want something Italian, if you want something French, German, Slovakian. We do uh, have some Slovenian wines. Slovenian, Argentina, Portugal. I don't know if I've ever seen... I mean, they're separated by the type. I don't think I've ever seen it separated by country. Well, you know, it's kind of funny. We've, you know, it's... We kind of... When we when Bill bought the place and we started, you know, there were a lot of things that, you know, we didn't want to change anything drastically. So as far as, like, kind of the setup of the store and as far as how the wine and beer gets kind of broken down, like, we tried to... I mean, we simplified it and kind of cleaned it up a little bit, but... We kind of kept everything kind of the way that it was always organized. Figured, try not to confuse people. But, um, you know, honestly, it was um, it was very busy um, as far as, like, signage and, like, shelf talkers and stuff like that. And we honestly were just like, you know what? Let's rip it all down. Yeah. And we want you to come up to us and chat with us, you know. Or, you know, we'll approach you when you come in, but... If you don't want to talk to us, that's fine. But, you know, we'd love to direct you around the store and talk to you about stuff. I it's mean, fun. these are long days, and we, we love it's fun. talking like, wine and beer. It's yeah. really interesting when you have someone come in, um, and they're, they kind of have like a general idea of what they want, but they're not really sure. It's really kind of fun to hear what they want and uh, be able to provide them with a variety of different things, especially if you can kind of introduce them to something new. Um, and considering, you know... We have we have great great wines that range that are in the fifteen dollar range. We have some incredible stuff that ranges you know triple digits, 
but you've got something for everyone of every quality, from every different you know, variety of different countries, so many different varietals. It's really fun to like learn and you know, right with this this kind of boom that we've had over the last couple months with it turning to summer, natural wines have kind of become a big thing. And so we've had the opportunity to be able to try some of those and really get to kind of experience like this this kind of I don't know, is would you say that like natural wines kind of becoming more hip and popular? What what is sorry, natural so, explain natural wines. So natural wines, um, there's a bunch of different kind of boxes that a lot of natural wines check off. Um, always organic fruit, uh, biodynamic, sustainable or sustainable farming practices, um, native yeast as opposed to commercial yeast. Um, no added sulfites. The, the no added sulfites. And and I guess that's kind of the, the big thing. It's the way that wine used to be made. Uh, the, the, the FDA has approved like over 60 plus different additives that could be put into wine to help with color or taste or shelf life, etc. The natural wines aren't going to have any of that added stuff, uh, unfined, unfiltered, uh, super sexy, fun labels that bring the bring the kids, I should say, over 21 <laughs> kids in. Um, and there's a the Voyager Beverage is one of the bigger natural the wine distributors here. Bring the kids in. <laughs> yeah. The vape yeah. of wines. Voyager, uh, 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 Wine Trends, uh, Cavalier, Cutting Edge. Uh, but uh, they're just really like um, uh, approachable, drinkable, gluggable, chuggable, fun wines. Like We have a chilled red uh, from Wonderwork. Uh, Wonderworks behind the bar called Marinara. It's just, you know, it's a great summertime sipper. But um, yeah, Seamus is exactly right. I mean, if you're looking for something, if you're looking for, a, a, you know, a $400 bottle, you know, to, to, to give your boss as a gift, like, we got it. And if you're, you better if, you're, get a if, you're if you're looking for, uh, if you're looking for a, uh, you know, a $15 wine, just to, you know, F around with on a Tuesday night with pizza. Yeah, we got you too. And 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 honestly, like it's like a judgment free zone here. And wine can be very intimidating. I think a lot oh, of very, people very, yeah. people feel like they're, you know, I'm people, gonna walk into a wine shop, I'm gonna ask a dumb question and they're immediately gonna, you know, shoot me down. I mean, we well, get people because beer's kind of become that way a little bit it too. Has, because it there's has. so many different kinds. Yep. Especially in a city like Cleveland that's a big food and drink town. And, and so many, what are there, 40 breweries in the city yeah. at this point? It's insane. I mean, it can be a little intimidating if you're not, you know, we were just talking about, like, you know, the hoppiness. Like, a lot of people don't know what that means. And there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. you kind of know, like, if you if you hand, like, a really hoppy beer to someone and then say, here's one that's hoppy but not as much, they'll understand the difference after. But, they, I mean, I don't even think I know what it is when I taste it, mm -hmm. but I can't explain it. It's hard to put sometimes what you're tasting into words. Yes. It's, it's tough for for. for, for Sommeliers. I yeah. mean, like it's uh, like a lot of times, like people, uh, no matter how well versed you are in wine or beer, sometimes you're just you have a hard time kind of pinpointing exactly what you're tasting. I, the greatest thing is though, is like you said, kind of talking people through what they like and uh, kind of listening for those keywords to know kind of what they're saying they like, and uh, and kind of deciphering what the best bottle well, so of like, wine or beer for them is. What I, you know, what I would say, like, jumping on, jumping off the topic of natural wines, but continuing on the topic of, like, trends, I feel like in the last couple years, things like terminology like double dry hop, triple dry hop, even quadruple dry hop. Like, when I got here, oh, yeah. 
I had no idea what the hell that meant. Like, what does it mean? It's dry hop or like cryo dry, dry hop. You know, you there's a lot of terminology that gets put on labels as a descriptor where most people are just seem to be like, uh, what does this mean? And that's a great point. If you if you if you're like, listen, I just want like, you know, we have plenty of people that come in and they're not. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> they want a they don't, beer. Want, they don't want a dissertation. They're like, listen, I'm looking for a, a, a looking for maybe a French white. It's, it's 95 degrees out. I just want to just open up a bottle and relax. Something cool, yeah. Or yeah, or like, listen, I like uh, I like Hefeweizens. I like Blue Moon. Like, do you have something that's a little bit like uh, fancier or more fun? I don't need a whole story behind it. Just point me in the right direction. And you know what? And that's it. If you want to chat, if you want to chat about it, awesome. If you just want us to point, we'll do that too. Like, you know. Well, that's the cool thing about stores, brewery, all those places that you can actually do that now. If somebody walks in and maybe they're thank you, maybe not intimidated, they just don't know as much about, and you can say, well, what do you normally drink? Even something basic, like you mentioned a blue moon. Most people don't know blue moon, like what it is, like a Hefeweizen or or a Colt. Like they don't know what any of those are. You know, and it, to an extent, I don't really either. And I drink a lot of beer and I like a lot of different types. But I know if I see a Colt, or if I see a Hefe, I kind of know what I'm getting into. Or if I see a, we were joking around earlier about a Scotch ale, like the ones that, like a Scotch ale or a barley wine, you taste it and you're like, you you can tell by the taste it's got heavy alcohol in it. Like, but most people don't know that. And yeah, like beers kind of turned into wine in that respect where you it's, don't know. I a hundred percent agree. I mean, it has gotten, I mean, even just the sheer, you mentioned the number of breweries just in the Cleveland area or in Ohio. Um, but also just the sheer number of breweries that are making their way into Ohio and making their way into Cleveland. We have a distributor, uh, six city that I, almost every week, those guys bring in new brands long-awaited brands that people have been dying to see in Cleveland and you know it's tough because you're you're learning about a every week you're learning about a whole new brewery and what they specialize in what they make what makes them different what makes them tick um, but yeah no it has you're exactly right beer really has gotten to that point but the beautiful thing about beer is that it's there's still you know, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of guys that could be pretty pretentious about it, but for the most part, man, it's beer. This is something that you're, you know, that you're you're cracking this after mowing the lawn. You're cracking this after while you're mowing the while lawn. you're mowing the lawn, <laughs> hanging out with the boys, <laughs> hanging out with the ladies. Like beer is just, you know, beer is always going to be laid back, no matter yeah. how technical you get. At the end of the day, man. You're just sitting back and having a beer. Until it's a 15% stout and knocks you on your ass. And you can't, get, and we can't let Seamus go home. Seamus has and to you know, sleep on the couch. That's actually become another thing that people pay attention to and they'll ask about. They're like, hey, I want something light that I'm going to, like, I'm going to go to this place or I'm going to a party and I, I'm going to have a lot of them. So I need you to get me something that yeah. I'm not going to be crippled in 90 minutes. Like, oh, absolutely. So not a barley wine, not a scotch yell, not a heavy stout. Like, and so find me like a lager or something or not a triple IPA. Yeah, like, and that's been the gorgeous thing about yeah. the beer world, I would say, over the past, like, since, since the pandemic, really. Um, breweries are much more in tune with brewing the lagers and the pilsners and the crispy yeah. boys and the ones that aren't going to knock you out you know like not the eight percent ipas yeah and and they're actually making them like they're crafting them so beautifully especially like the guys at, at noble beast you know these these uh, these pills the i mean oh my i mean these are just it's it's you, you know you're able to drink four or five of them and you're not going to be 
you know, yeah, I feel over. like you know, one of the things that kind of follows the reputation of the lighter the lighter beers is you kind of get some of that lack of flavor, and you, I, I, you know, we know a lot of people that. We've had we have people who come in sometimes like all I want is Coors Light like we don't have Coors Light on tap we don't do like a lot of like big domestic things like that but it's really cool to be like hey like we don't have like lighter beers yeah. we don't have like that big domestic brewery but we have lighter beers that you actually can like and you get like some cool flavors and some fun stuff and it's really cool to like see them going back to when we were talking about wine um, it's really fun to get people who come in who have never really dipped their toes into this this theoretic this hypothetical pool of you know everything there is for beer and wine and then have them try something new that would maybe be outside of their comfort range yeah um and have them be like oh wow like i really really enjoy this i really really like this i would absolutely get this again it, i don't know it's just yeah it, i mean i don't that's, i think that's actually the, the the best example because when people do come in and they've been drinking coors light miller light bud light and that's a that that's what i drank when i was younger because that's what i could afford sure. so, and then like, i started getting older and but i don't know how to transition so you can actually say so you drink this here's a good transition still a lager but here's something that's got a little bit more flavor it's not going to knock you on your so ass. like i went on a i went on a business outing a couple weeks ago we just took like a, for the department that i work for that i'm, I'm doing a co-op internship for we did a Friday outing. We went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then we went to uh, Noble Beast after for lunch. And one of the guys I was sitting with, you know, he was like talking to me about beer, and basically he was like, "All I drink is Michelob Ultras." And I was like, "All right, well, you're in the wrong spot for Michelob Ultras, but there are some cool stuff here." So he yeah. ended up getting one of their loggers and their pilsners, and he was like, "I really, really like this. This yeah. is awesome." It's like that's the cool thing. It's like there are people making these light, easy drinking. Crispy boys that you know you can just kind of hang out and chill with, but it's gonna be like you're gonna get some really cool flavors. You're gonna do some, and you're also, especially you know, with something like Noble Beast, you're supporting local businesses, you're supporting yeah. local breweries. Um, and I, I direct anyone that comes, people that come into the city, they're like, if I can only go to one or two breweries, where Noble do I Beast. go? I'm like, Noble Beast has got to be one of Noble them. Beast. I, I mean, I've been, I, I think I have more Noble Beast merch than like any brewery that's ever existed. Like, I friggin' love Noble Beast oh, so yeah. much. Like, I'm, I, I he walked in with his Noble Beast tank top or undershirt the other day, and I was just <laughs> like, dude, I'm gonna sweat that thing out. Noble Beast, but I, I'd buy it if they, if they, if I they think sold my wife it. has like. A tank top, a T-shirt, and a sweatshirt from Noble Beast. I have at least three T-shirts and a hat. Yeah, from I actually it's actually great. We were my wife and I were there once, and she was cold. I, aren't aren't they all so weird? And right, and then uh, so she bought this pink Noble Beast sweatshirt, and like <laughs> most daughters, my daughter commandeered it like almost immediately from my wife, and so I'm not a very observant guy at from time to time, so. We're, I'm driving my kid to school. Says she was, the man she, who will notice a, a wine that has not been rotated from 500 meters away. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm way more in tu- I'm way more in tune here than I am at home. That label is 10 yeah. degrees but I, but off. She, she was in like eighth grade at the time, seventh or eighth grade at the time, and and I'm I'm driving her to school, and she's wearing the Noble Beast sweatshirt to her her her, her Catholic grade school, and I was like, I, hey. I don't know much about, you know, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to wear a brewery sweatshirt to a school. No, I'm totally fine, Dad. I can wear it. I've worn this at least 10 times to school. Well, like, lo and behold, that day she got pulled aside like, what does that say? What is that? Is that a brewery? You can't wear that. And I'm like, well, yeah, obviously. And then she threw your 
she threw you guys under the bus like, oh, no, yeah, no, it's yeah. okay, it's my mom's. Oh, absolutely. My like, mom gave it to me. Only child, you know <laughs> we were going. sign of the beast. You know we were going right <laughs> under the bus. She, she, uh, she was late to school one day, and she said uh, that on, the, uh, on the form, uh, asked, like, what was the reason for the absence? It was mom and dad didn't set my alarm. This was like seventh grade. Damn. I'm like, come on, kid. She's already drawing the line in the sand right? early. Unbelievable. She's like, if I go down, everyone goes down. down. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. Noble Beast is just one. I mean, the food, the atmosphere, the beer, it's just freaking fantastic. I think but, the, the, I mean, and you, know, you, you were talking about kind of the lighter beers. like, like cause That's a, such a great place to take people because they have a lot, a huge variety. Because the other thing that's kind of really exploded beer-wise are the the ciders, the fruitier beers, oh, absolutely. the more kind of not really beer tasting beers, but it's exploded because there's a lot of people that want to go to a brewery. Maybe honestly, they don't like the taste of beer. They want to have a beer at a brewery, but maybe that tastes more like a seltzer or some shit. Yeah. Well, that's you know? the cool thing about Sean and company. Like at Noble Beast, they do everything really, really well, and yeah. they always seem to have like almost every. Like they have a, like almost every style. I don't want to say every. Obviously, can't have every style, but they have something for everyone on tap. Like my wife loves sour beers, and like I'm not not putting down Masthead at all. But like they don't do a lot of sour stuff. So when we go That's to great. Masthead, she's sours. like she's drinking it's a guest burn. beer. When she when you drink a guest beer at a brewery, like I, don't know, I just get angry at her. I'm like, can't can't, can't find anything you like. Yeah. On this entire tap list, shout out Clark. No, I I, I get that, and I agree. The um, you know, Masshead's got some good beers. They got really underrated food. I think is really good too. Oh yeah, I but used they to don't, work they there. Have, I mean, if they have fifteen beers on draft, like eleven are IPAs. Like oh, they don't have as much right the mix, variety, but yeah. like a Noble I mean, Beast does. Yeah, they do a really good. Uh, Noble Beast does a really good job of kind of just having a little something for everybody. If you're like in the mood for a crispy boy, or you're you're doing the the, the the 12 to 13 percent stout for lunch or yep. you want to try some belgian type beer or a something sour like they got you and they also got they got the easy drinkers like they're yeah the capitan i think is one of the best in the city and it's a real easy drink it's like 4.9 it's not super heavy it's really tasteful and then of course you got the evil motives which oh, can put dude. you down but evil it's really good so and then the murder good. ballads oh. which is so good that's probably the best Baltic Porter I've probably ever had in my I entire life. I can't think life. of a better one. Dude, my I biggest think. problem with Porter's... Oh, also, welcome back to the Noble Beast Podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm going to shift real quick to, 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 to Kevin and <laughs> My biggest Navy problem stint. with Porter's, I think, when it comes to... Is every time I have a Porter, I feel like I want it to be a stout, and it just ends up kind of tasting a little watered down. Yeah. Um, but no, I get it. It's even that even, even stouts that are ju- even just like even just like a straight up stout that doesn't see any adjuncts or doesn't see any barrel aging seems <laughs> seems thin right. Compared yeah, I've been, to what I've been so conditioned recently on like what is a stout. I'm assuming it to be like twelve and a half percent plus <laughs> double bourbon barrel aged. I'm like this that comes out. I'm like this doesn't have the viscosity of motor oil. You lied to me. <laughs> well, I can't. I, I'm. I'll, I don't have like the same taste for stouts as others. Like I love a good porter and I like a good stout, but I'm not as ingrained in stouts. Like I, there are some that I love. I think the Great Lakes Oyster Stout is great. I oh, think yeah. it's really, really good. A, a well done oyster the, stout. The is, ones that is I killer. find, the stouts I do find that I like, I'm committed to. But a lot of them, because I think a lot of the stouts have turned into, which I'm against, but I know a lot of people like, is more like the flavored like 
cookie peanut yeah, butter like stuff. Yeah, like the which, lactose and yeah, like I, all I that can't, stuff. I can't drink like a whole pint of that. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, we have customers that bring up like just, like it happened today with uh, one of our regulars, Joey. I mean, they bring up these just amazing stouts for us to try, and I will never turn it down. But as far as like sitting down and drinking a stout, like it's the same way I am with like big California Cabernets, like it drink, has to be like drink a glass like, over the course of an hour and a well, half. Well, and it's also like usually in the winter time. Yeah. I, I need it to be. Oh yeah, I need it to be chilly out. Drinking you know? with like, it's, it's, you know drinking with the seasons. Right now, yeah. when it comes to like wine, I want a rosé. I want like a chilled red. Absolutely. Those again, going back to what we talking about those fun naturals. You get some really really just cool ones that just yeah. are like they slap in the winter or they slip in the summer. And then when it comes to as it gets colder and colder, I start you know navigating towards. Uh, more like medium body Pinot Noirs or some of those Cab Sabs and when it comes to beer some of those double IPAs those darker um, dunkles double yeah. dunkles stouts like I love stouts um, yeah no you're exactly right I mean that's kind of the fun thing too like if you're like anything like me I, there's there's very few beers or wines that I have found that I don't like you know at least varietals and styles of beer and so Sours, to kind of hate them kind of space those out over the year i'm seasonal i'm seasonal i get get stoked for oktoberfest i'm not as big of a pumpkin pumpkin guy as i used to but i still get excited for the first pumpkin beer i do too because you you, and you guys have have had a few that i've been to uh pumpkin beer events here i always i mean we we've come to three of those oh dude so we used to do so we used to do before the pandemic we had our pumpkin beer fest and it was just you know, that was back when you were like, just pack everybody in here. Who cares? <laughs> oh, it was so crowded. Oh, oh yeah. You know, it's like, let's just let, let any and all viruses uh, just fly throughout the place. Um, but since the pandemic, we've actually kind of tweaked our beer events to, to very, very much indicative of what today is like, where it's like, hey, we're going to put uh, 12 to, you know, 12 to 14 pumpkin beers on and just come out over the course of the day, you know? And, and, and it's, it's, you know, have a sample, have all the samples, have a couple pints, you know, come in the morning, come in the afternoon, come at night, you know, do it at your own pace. And like people don't feel like those old events were literally like, you have two hours on your mark, get set, <laughs> drink. And it was <laughs> literally mark, like set, zombie apocalypse level shit. And I was like just throwing pumpkins at people. Well, like, like, uh, like, the, like, uh, like holy water, just... <laughs> Get away just get from like me. A, you have like a trebuchet in the back where you're just launching pumpkins at people. It's like yeah. throwing like the the bouquet at a wedding. Whoever catches it gets the next pumpkin beer. Exactly. Um, but we also do another really, really cool event later on, going back to Stouts, where we do the Black Friday. Oh, yeah. And that's always a wild time. So Kevin, Ooh. our Navy beer buyer. <laughs> In the Navy. In the Navy. Um, Your resident Navy SEAL. Yeah, resident Navy SEAL. Resident Navy SEAL. I did, like, I, not to interrupt you, Seamus, but yeah, like, as I, like, I, I don't even know if we were on the air when I said that originally, that when he wanted to go to the Navy and I didn't want him to leave, I said, you have all the countries right here at Rosie's. See? You have Italy over you there. You can't swim. Spain. You got like the only Navy SEAL that had swimmies yeah. on. You got Germany over there. With like wingies. Just do a lap around the store. You've been everywhere, man. You're so a, you're a world traveler. The Navy didn't have like inner tubes. Yeah, can you imagine like he's hey, getting ready. To, can you imagine he's getting ready to, Like he he's locked in. He's going to the Navy, and then he's like comes out to us. He's like, guys, 
I need you to teach me to swim, like, within the week. You're going to need a montage. Yeah, oh, there's going to be montage. a huge montage there. It's we're at Lake, like... Lakewood Pool. He's wearing floaties. <laughs> well, just jump into us. We'll catch you. We promise. You're just Anything in the pool. If you, you want get your to arms reach out like this. You're like, jump to me. I'll catch you. And he's jump like, to me, Kevin. I promise you I'm not going to drop you. You're 12 pounds. <laughs> Kevin, the water is three feet deep. You will not drown. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, he might. He is our resident malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> then stand up. Um, but no, the event we do every day, Black every year, every day, Black Friday. If it was every day, we'd be in trouble. We do. Uh, Kevin has a really incredible reputation with so many different representatives and breweries, where we're able to get some really rare hard to find really cool stouts and he collects like kegs for like like six months, months in advance prior and just stows them away yeah like so he jumps on those opportunities so we had like one last year that was from the Vale in new york i think if i'm wrong then i'm wrong no, yeah, um, but uh, it was it was just it was like a simple barrel aged stout aged in poppy van winkle barrels for 18 months and it's one that's like so hard to get because the fact that it's Poppy Van Winkle just probably I don't even I can't even fathom what that costs. Yeah. But we do it every year on Black Friday and it's like one of those times where especially with the colder weather, you can really come in and if you're a big stout person, you can really try some I would almost call some of them once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime stouts that are just like pretty amazing. Oh, and yeah, then by absolutely. the sixth one, you're just like, everything tastes Everything's great. Everything's great. Yeah, my, uh, <laughs> like, back in 2019, back in, I think I think it was 2019, my dad, who's not a big drinker at all, but he does, he loves, like, KBS. Like, the first time he ever tasted Kentucky Breakfast Stout, he was like, what is this? He was like, oh, my. What's and this, this was before. What's this? This was before it was, like. What's uh, this sorcery? Yeah. <laughs> this was before it was, what like, distributed this? regularly and, like, year-round. And so he's like, where can I get this? And I'm like, uh, my beer cellar. Like, I, 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 I can give you the, uh, everything I have, Pa. Like, take it. But so <laughs> he came to our... I think he's was, talking I, like you're an international thief. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the only way you're going to get this is my cellar, sir. I smuggled it in. National yeah, yeah. Treasure Unless 3. Unless you're going to go online and start <laughs> doing go beer trading, Dad. Yeah. But no, so he came to our... Uh, he came to one of our, um, our, our uh, Black Friday events and uh, it was him and, and me and my brother, and I actually had off that day, so I just met him up there. And he sampled, I think, all like, <laughs> eight to twelve of the barrel-aged beers. And so we had these, um, we had these ceramic animals, like moose and polar bears, that like held bottles of wine. They were very kitschy and very like. I'm like, Bill, why did you buy like 17 of these? Like, there's no way we're going to sell these over the holidays. Well, so my dad gets sloshed drinking these barrel-aged beers and literally decides to buy one of those for every person in his office plus a bottle of wine. And the next day I'm on the phone with him and he's like, why the hell did you let me buy like nine polar bears with wine in them because you're a great coworker. and i'm dad. like i don't know dad you said you really wanted these for your uh for the people in your office and he goes well regardless i need three more because i forgot about three people <laughs> well, also, he was so mad he was so mad there's also, we haven't the told other, any there's also the other factor it's like you're still my dad i yeah. don't really tell you to do shit so exactly. so calm down asking like why i didn't stop yeah you. yeah i don't stop you doing anything yeah. dad. dad you like, taught me a lesson i was growing up and it was yeah. if i ever want to do something <laughs> shut up i'm yeah. also trying to make the sale dad come yeah. on 
Hey, what glasses this do you have? So this is um, it's a collaboration between a company and between Jackie O's Brewery in Athens that we're featuring today uh, with our tap takeover. And then there's a company out permanent of Pittsburgh. Hang permanent hangover. Permanent hangover. And so like they do these crazy, amazing. The thing like, cool I would glasses. compare it to would be like Supreme Clothing. So like when I was living in Los Angeles, Supreme Clothing is this clothing company where like they do like all their drops on like. Are you acting like we don't know what Supreme is because we live in Ohio? Huh? Are you acting like we don't know what Supreme is because we live in Ohio? Yeah, man? exactly. Do you know what Supreme is? <laughs> yeah, Besides word. So yeah. So like <laughs> you drive by the Supreme store, um, like before they open on a Tuesday, and there's a huge line because you got people who were going in and buying it and then either reselling it or wearing it. But so Permanent Hangover does. Um, they do like runs of like two hundred. Of like a graphic design to glass, and then that's it. So, 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 on that same topic, don't. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. So, <laughs> well, I'm not talking to you, uh, Siri. So, um, one night we were literally. Uh, I was out. I was behind the counter, and Seamus was in the back. And all of a sudden, I hear this like monumental glass, the break. loudest glass shatter. I mean, like the loudest glass shatter ever. I'm like, that wasn't one of our beer glasses. <laughs> that wasn't one of our wine glasses. That was something unique. And I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. So Seamus comes out, and it's Kevin's prized permanent hangover glass that he literally drinks out of like every shift when it's <laughs> at the end of shift. And he and Seamus just has all the pieces in a brown paper bag. Like somehow we're gonna like glue it back together for him. Like, it's okay, we found it. And, and I so I so I've Seamus, got every single so piece. So Seamus we, is not. Um, Seamus is one of the nicest guys I've ever we met. We can so, rebuild it. Yeah. So Seamus isn't. Uh, you know, Seamus isn't freaking out, but he's very upset that he broke Kevin's glass. Well, then I tell him like, you know how rare that glass is, and I'm like, he's like, well, I'm gonna replace it. I go, yeah, no, you ain't gonna replace that thing for like less than a couple hundred bucks. And so he goes, no, and he goes online. I can just see the color drain out of his face, and I'm like, first of all, give me that bag of glass. I need to take a picture of that. And uh, then when we were in Jackie O's brewing the beer, brewing Detroit and Cook Volume Four. Lo and behold, there were two glasses left from their um, barley wine uh, festival, um, Bewizzle Day. And there were two glasses left, both marked down like 15 bucks. And I was like, give me both of those. Seamus is going to get one. And then uh, I told Kevin, uh, the second that Seamus raises that glass to his lips, just knock it out of his hand. Oh. Shatter that. What's shatter that, that Who fucker. is that, that basketball player in like all those commercials? Where oh, Jacobe. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, like, not that, my house. Not my house. Yeah, get that weak out stuff of out of here. Yeah. So it's still in one piece, as you can see. Um, but yeah, they're real fun. But yeah, when he broke Kevin's glass, I could just... I, I sent Kevin that picture of the glass in the, in the bag, in the brown paper bag, and he just... I felt... I felt so awful. I started like just going online to find their placement and like, <laughs> and you literally were like, they're all, t they're 150 bucks, 150 bucks minimum to replace yeah. it. And I was like, Argh. and you're just like, good news. <laughs> I got you this glass. It's from Mel. 
it's also very rare. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his birthday is coming up soon. Shame as you so can always pull like the trigger of, on I'm going to get like a glass and like paint on it. Like, so it's not permanent hangover, but it is one of a kind. It's one of one. A Seamus uh, exclusive. You, it, it was broken, but you're like, it's okay. I have all the pieces, so we're fine. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it was presented to me in a paper bag. And it I'm was like, not broken. Like, it was, it was shattered. It was shattered. And I'm like, Seamus, I know you're an aspiring engineer, but like, what are we? We need to get Skip, honestly. We should have got Skip Streeter, Glassman oh, on the case. Been able to, he yeah. probably could have made that into a, a, a wonderful... Water pipe. Wonderful. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> he could have turned that into a bong, I'm sure. Water pipe. Yeah. <laughs> think about that. I actually got to utilize him more. Like, he probably actually could make something comparable. Oh, I, no doubt. Skip is wildly talented. I've he's he's made a couple. Which things. is a hard thing to say. You don't want to. Yeah, no, you don't want to compliment Skip at any given but time. But he actually though. is a very, one but of the yeah. more talented people I know. He well, made hopefully so, he doesn't he, listen he, to the Noble he, Beast podcast and he won't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> he made something for, for my family, um, and it, it it was beautiful. And he yeah, he is very, very talented. And, uh, yeah, now that I think about it, I feel like with a little effort, he could have saved that glass. We or at least it, we definitely didn't give it the funeral it deserves. Yeah. It deserved better. But also, Kevin doesn't deserve better so yeah that's, a, that's, that's a straight up navy glass like you can't swim you can't drink that's the name of the game I feel like Kevin's <laughs> life has been exponentially way more fun than if he would have gone to the navy well we talk about that like I mean he's 22 yeah. I mean he's far more advanced in terms of responsibility than and I he also has 22. like he's also logged more years in this industry than like most people like out pretty of incredible college. considering he's only been buying beer since he was twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. legally, legally, legally. <laughs> uh, yeah, Kevin. Like uh, you know, the one thing that always rubs me the wrong way is when cust and it's okay because he does look young, but when like customers like discount his opinion because of because he looks young. And uh, it's one of the very few times I feel that I'm, I kind of borderline get a little bit unprofessional. Because I say, you know, that little kid over there. Now listen here, young man. You, yeah, you know, this, that, that little kid over there that you're just kind of poo-pooing and, you know, he knows more about beer than the four of us combined. You know what uh, I mean? And it's like, so maybe just, maybe just shut up and listen to him. He's giving me rec good recommendations Absolutely. on multiple. I can tell him, like, I'm looking for, the last time I was in here, maybe a couple weeks ago, I was like, I've been kind of like a Kolsch kick. I, I want something like a new What's that I haven't tried. And he, he's like, here's two options you can try. Like I mean, he, he, was, he was remarkably savvy even before like his jobs at, at Bookhouse and oh, Butcher and Brewer. But when he started getting that kind of real world uh, uh, brewing and like a brewing uh, experience and kind of learn the technical aspect of it, like he just, he just elevated into a whole new realm. And uh, yeah, so he's great with recommendations, um, but he also has a great palate. He, yeah. he really he he can, he, you know, I when he very says refined. that there's a flaw in a beer, like or when he says something's through the roof amazing, like yeah, he's usually pretty spot on with his descriptions. And uh, yeah, I mean, like he's you know he's he's just been uh, he's been doing it for so long, but. He's gotten really, really good at it. Like wherever he ends up, I don't know if it's going to be here, but wherever he ends up, they're going to be get in the a, water. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, they're going to get a. Really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's not going to work at a fucking water park. <laughs> He's definitely not going to work. Navy and, brewing. Yeah. I joined the navy. Yeah. 
Again, you still haven't figured this out, but good yeah. for you, man. We still have not locked. Well, yeah. yeah. I think his stuff. mom even said that when he said he wanted to go to the Navy. Like, but honey, you can't swim. <laughs> got like, to listen to Wendy. Like, I also love how that wasn't a deterrent. He told me he's no. like, oh, I was planning on going for like two years. I'm like, how did this not come up? Throw him in the ocean, baptism by fire, well, start swimming now. That's a classic Kevin mindset. Like, I'll figure it out. Yeah, he probably would. And it drives Bill and I crazy from time to time. And it's just like, don't worry, I'll figure it out. But like, yeah, he usually figures it out. Well, all that aside, I, I got to. So obviously, you have people here that can't swim that you're going to join the Navy. You have Skip. For some reason, you let bartend and run oysters. It's weird. Skip's bartending. Oh yes, god, not again! All those things happen. You guys run a pretty successful business here. Which this is, place is great. Honestly, uh, it, we do we do surprise ourselves from we, time I mean, to time. Yeah, we we love to make this place. Um, like I said, I've only been here a year, but nothing about working here feels like a job. No. I feel like everyone that I work with and a lot of people I've met, I've actually met some really, really people. People have become really, really good friends um, through this place, including Tony, Bill, Kevin. You know, I consider them all really, really incredible people. I've had the pleasure to meet. It doesn't feel like a job. It really feels like kind of like a pillar stone of the Lakewood community because we're not just a wine and beer shop. We're we're super open to like you can bring in your own food. So like when it comes to like Friday nights, Saturday nights, it's not uncommon whatsoever to have people who will go grab food from any of the local places, come in, grab a bottle of wine. Um, we're wine friendly or yeah, we're wine friendly. We're very wine friendly. Uh, we're family friendly. We're dog friendly. Um Cat we, friendly we like too. bringing people in. Cat we like friendly. people coming John and in. Shelley from Brunots bring their cat in. Yeah, they should. So they're, they they're their technically cat, cat friendly too. We just like you know, with, especially with the patio we have out there. We just really like to be able to have people come in and try like new beers, new wines. Just kind of like talk to them, see what they like. No, I don't. I don't like consider like selling them wines because it is what we're doing. But we're also introducing like one of the one of my favorite wines that we have in the store right now is. She's back. Oh, he's uh, behind the counter. <laughs> he's right there in the blue behind the counter. Just right behind the counter. He's right behind the bill. main counter. Yeah, Bill. No, but you're right, Seamus. And what honestly, I, like, like when one of my favorite wines that we have in the building is like a it's a ten dollar Portuguese wine. It's a Vino Verde. I've never heard of it before I started working here, and um, I've turned so many people onto it just because it's super easy drinking, super crisp. I call it lawnmower wine. Because if anyone, if I was going to go out and mow the lawn and I wanted wine instead of beer, it's exactly what I would have. But, like, before working here, like, I would have, hey, I never knew that Portugal had any sort of, you know, wine distribution. And then you just, you get to learn, like, so many, I've had so many different wines from all over the world. You know, why join the Navy when you can just drink around the world? Yes, yeah, true. In a, in a. 150 square foot radius. Yeah. Yeah. And like, honestly, like, uh, like, you know, si almost six years ago now when, when, uh, there was a changing of the guard and, and this place sold, like, I mean, I was a, I was a customer. I was a, I was a regular here, uh, before, uh, Bill, who I've been friends with for 13 years, uh, was, was going to buy the place. And, um, I I can't imagine Lakewood without Rosie's. Yeah, and 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 again, I did something completely different than this prior. But you know, something about something about doing something with a, a a best friend and you know, kind of a passing of the torch 
And, uh, you know, we're going to do things the way that we want to do them, but we're also going to kind of give that nod to a place that's been around since the 1930s. They've yeah. done, you they've, know, and I, and honestly, when, when my time here is done, whenever it is like, when you die, looking back, when, yeah, <laughs> when I die after drinking too many beers, no, when I, when look, I die yeah. in the fall, <laughs> when I die in the fall after our pumpkin, after yeah. I have so many stouts, yeah, uh, when I finally, yeah, no, I, uh, you know, I really like the being part of the transition, um, you know, from a, like a three-generation family-owned company to a brand new kind of Rosies. Um, the fact that we've been able to kind of keep it going and do new things and be creative and continue to, uh, to, to be a place where people in the neighborhood can uh, just come, pop in for a drink or pop in and grab something and go. I mean, I, I will always treasure that this part of my life that I was able to kind of keep it going. I would and, say, and just like you said, the people that I've met, not only through Rosie's, but just in this industry in general, like just salt of the earth. Like, you know, you, you realize that you're in the industry you were supposed to be in when it's like every person you meet, you're like, man, I would love to hang out with you and have a beer. Like you're, just right in my wheelhouse. It's, man. it's not something that you would ever really kind of expect from a neighborhood wine shop, but Bill and Tony and Kevin have done this phenomenal job of like cultivating a very comfortable culture and environment. It's, you know, the people who are regulars here are regulars because they come back. We treat them with respect. We always treat everyone with respect, but you know, there's a reason that we have people who, you know, they travel for their jobs and then they'll come back and be like, hey, I got this this beer from this super, like, low-key brewery in Oregon that doesn't distribute and I got a couple cans and I brought it back and I want to share it with you guys. Like, it really is... It's It, it doesn't feel like... When, when I first... When I was first brought on... Um, the way that Bill described the business is this place feels like a cheers yeah. where everyone is friend and family and everyone is welcome. You know, we're not, we're not trying to, to intimidate people. We're very open. And, about it, and you know what? It's funny because it can be intimidating at times because when a person walks in that's never been here before and they see like just gobs of people just sitting around and chatting it up and like just having the best time ever and it's like, you know, door shuts and everyone turns and looks, you know, it, it but, but like, but you know, it takes like literally nothing to like become part of it. Yeah. Like we're just like, dude, sit down and have beers like over the course of a month, we're going to learn your name and now you're like, we're going to shout What's up? Every Not even time sit you down, come like, in, get yeah. a beer and walk I around. I mean, like, cheers. This is more like people's base. We want this to be like your freaking. You feel like it's your living room. You know what I mean? That's it's why a I place where when I'm not working yeah. and my girlfriend like, where do you want to go to drink? We go to Rosie's. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I've gotten that from my wife plenty of times. Like, what are you doing on your day off? I'm like, oh, I'm just going up to. Uh, <laughs> I'm going uh, to my job. Going to work. <laughs> Rosie's. It really, but like, it doesn't feel like a job. It feels like a really cool place because, like, at the end of the day, there. Like, my girlfriend gives me, throws me guff all the time, but, like, if we come in here and, like, we're drinking and we're just hanging out, I will, like, if someone comes up to the bar and, like, there's no one behind the bar, I will just get up and I'll go help them. I've got no problem, like, facing, like, I don't mind coming here. It's almost like it's, I don't know, I don't want to say it's hard to separate work from non-work, 
Well, but I like coming here and just like continue to contributing even when I'm not in the club. Well, it's a, it's a, it's everyone here likes it. Treats this place like it's everyone that works here treats this place like it's theirs. Yeah, and we have that amount of pride, um, and it means so much to all of us. So you're exactly right. Like when I'm here, like like you know, my shift today didn't start till four o'clock. I rolled in at, you know, 12.08 because, you know, it's this is a big event. This is fun. Everyone's here. The podcast going on. You know, like, it's just everybody here just kind of, you know, it's just we all kind of, we're a good team. And it's effortless. It's not hard. Like, it's not you know, like, yeah, working here is easy, but like. Once you get to know everyone, like working here is really well, except just like the month of December. The month of December, yeah, the is month very of December really sucks. Um, yeah. Well, it still work. There's going to be some time. Where of course, yeah. hey, listen. There's Especially no, when no, the, jo- when no the job. No Yeah, no job is perfect by any means. Oh boy, uh, our, but de- our December, our December after Christmas, that was a yeah. The Christmas, <laughs> the the holiday rush pushes us all to the brink. Sure, yeah. Uh, but honestly, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's yeah, where it's it really yeah. is a. Uh, team effort here for well you can tell i mean you can tell when you come in here you guys are all cool you talk to everyone the exact same way i mean that's one of the reasons that i kept coming back to because you always had good suggestions you always had good everything so it was nice to be able to always come in here and get that stuff and that's why it was nice you guys to let me come in here and do this today so oh yeah i appreciate you letting me come in and do this this is a lot of fun for me yeah this is super super cool um so again uh everyone well obviously rosie's where can you find rosie's what's your address instagram everything all right, so uh, so we are located at the corner of Detroit and Cook, <laughs> yeah, where you can come on up and drink Volume 4 today, um, right in downtown Lakewood, right across from Chipotle, uh, 14900 Detroit Avenue in Lakewood, uh, 216-221-1119, if you want to call me up and annoy me on the phone. Just give them the whole um, address, they can send us a letter. But uh, yeah, you can send us, yeah, you can send us a letter, that would be cool too. Lakewood, Ohio, uh, but, uh, yeah, Instagram, uh, Rosie's Winehouse. Uh, Twitter, wait, it's not called Twitter anymore. <laughs> X. X gonna give it to you. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> yeah, you can find us online. Uh, and uh, we have a brand new revamped website from Anna, who also works in the back. Our website was very antiquated and very terrible, and now it's gorgeous and it actually works. And now uh, that's wines at, or no, that's uh, rosies.com. Uh, Oh yeah, I want to say when it comes to December, shout out to the the women who work in the back because they are wrapping all the gift baskets and they are doing an incredible job. Like the people who work part time in the back, they are Anna and um, her name is escaping me right now. Cheryl. Cheryl. Anna and Cheryl. They are um, they're the foundation when it comes to this. Well, hey, all you guys. I mean, again, you guys all seem to. Be, if someone walked in here between like you know the 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 five or six people that I kind of always see working, you wouldn't be able to tell who the owner was, who was just stocking stuff, because you guys all kind of do the same thing and just kind of all work together. And that's, I think, again, why people like it so much. And honestly, that's really a testament to Bill, because Bill has always made us, like, he's never, Bill's one of the greatest guys to be friends with, to to work with, to work for. He's really cute. He's super cute. Um, No, but he, uh, (laughs) but no, he just, uh, that's the type of, that's the type of thing that he fosters. Yeah, you know that the culture all, here is yeah, really. Cul- he fosters that type of culture, and that we all have kind of our, we all have roles here that are, that are, large and important, and like 
big cogs in the machine. Yeah. And when you kind of have, you know, when, when you're a very small shop, but everybody kind of has those big important roles. Hey, you know, it's like it's uh, it's a it could be a well-oiled machine, and uh, that's what we try to do with it. Well, I think it is. Uh, it, it seems like a well-oiled machine at the same time, not seeming like a machine at all. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we'll like look at each other like, how in the hell are we like? It's almost like a community. Year after year, like we're just cruising and everything's going well, and and things are successful, and like. But you know, it's well, it's a, again. I think it's just a testament well, to believing in each other. Because all the things we mentioned. I mean, you yeah. think about your favorite places in the city, regardless of what type of business it is. You go back to it because it doesn't. I mean, the best example I can think of is my favorite place. Is one of my favorites is Black Hat Barbershop. The place oh, yeah. doesn't feel like a barbershop. Yep. It feels like a place you're getting a haircut while hanging out with people. Yeah. And people like them and, and respond to that. They like it. They tell people about it, and that's what helps. So, and that's what you guys have. So yeah, I don't. I don't have. I haven't had any experience with barbershops uh, <laughs> in in many many years. But I get what you're saying, yeah. and that's yeah. That's what we try, and that's really what we try. And do we fall short of the mark sometimes? Yeah, because as you said, it's a job. And it is still a job. Sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes you're just not feeling it and you're having a crappy day. But, like, for the most part, like, we really do try and make everybody feel welcome here. And, like, all of our regulars and all of our customers just are extensions of ourselves. And we love getting to know everybody on a first-name basis. And, and I think, hey, listen, when, you, when you've had a long, crappy day at your 9 to 5, and you roll in here at five o'clock on a Friday, and someone just shouts out your name, <laughs> says, "PJ, what's up? How you doing, brother? I mean, you need a beer? Let's do this." I feel like that's that's gotta feel good. Like, yeah. let's get this weekend started. You know, I'm I'm in a safe place. <laughs> I'm in a place where I can't be take hurt. Take a load off. Yeah, take a load down, off. Have and a just beer. Relax. Grab some beer for the weekend and uh, come talk shit with and, us. And you and made it, it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. I'm glad. Again, why I always came back? Why I keep coming back? Why I'll keep coming back? It's because of that. So I do appreciate you guys letting me kind of hang out here today. Oh, it's oh, been yeah, our pleasure. Dude. Drink oh, some beers in the middle on. of the day. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so everybody, please check out Rosie's. Everybody, check out the Gillis podcast again. August 26th, Southern Tier live show. Uh, Eventbrite is on my page. So just check it out, buy some tickets, and enjoy the rest of your Saturday, guys. Thanks.